0: あ、<音声><音声>
1: indeed there are more questions than answers like is a spa hotel just a normal hotel but with a picture of a pebble in the reception area hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world And just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, that turns me on. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I'm huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I've called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervesant Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather is sure that wherever her dad is, he's looking down on us. He's not dead. He's just very condescending. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle started a lot of fights at school but she has an attention deficit disorder, so she didn't finish many. Welcome to the show. show. (laughs) Thank you. We are on Series 2, Episode 9292. It's a scrapping, street-fighting kind of a number. If you dial the International Dialing Code of 92, you would be put through to Pakistan. An Indian spy recently disabled a Pakistani missile by cutting the rubber band. The Guinness record for the longest place name is a town on an island in New Zealand that is 92 characters long. It has very few vowels and looks like a cat has walked over your keyboard, so I'm not going to pronounce it. (laughs) I will say, though, this is a literal translation in Maori of what that town is. This is the best compound noun ever. It's 92 characters long, but this town literally translated means the summit where... Tamatia, the man with the big knees the climber of mountains the land swallow who traveled about and played his nose flute to all who loved him there we go and that's the name of the town but in maori very few vowels not to be confused with the place name the parking lot where Heather's on her knees, the climber of mountains, the land swallower, (laughs) who traveled to Dairy Queen and plays the skin flute to anyone who loves her.
0: Wow. Nice.
1: Which I believe is a small town in southwest Minnesota. Oh, boy. The 92 Club is a society for soccer fans who have attended a home match at every ground in the Professional English Soccer League. I'll tell you who gives children a bad name. That'll be David and Victoria Beckham.
0: Shocking <laughs> names.
1: I love our mailbag. Every Uh-oh. week, love I read it. out the emails, the letters we get from our listeners all over the world. Noel in Las Vegas has posted, I love listening on SoundCloud to hear the unaired juicy stuff at the end of the show. Yeah. Now, of course, in Las Vegas is referring to our archives. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you will find all of our shows there over the last three years. And we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out on air. Because it's Mm -hmm. full of what Noel says is juicy stuff in a round Mm -hmm. called Not For Your Mother. So if you go to those sites, you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out (laughs) on air. You can also go to iTunes, (laughs) Stitcher and TuneIn Radio if you search for MQTA or more questions than answers. And if you go to those sites, be sure to give us a little smiley face or a little thumbs up or a little love heart there just to say that you like... Our show. Of course, if you're listening to our archives now, you can catch the show first at 8 pm Central Time on darkmatterdigitalradio.net. Jay in Connecticut has written Tell Heather to read in an urban accent. That's how I sound. Urban to where? I don't know. I've got a London urban accent, <laughs> if that helps. <laughs> i'm sure we'll be going through her full repertoire tonight oh boy from a through to b mm.
2: i hope so ryan in texas posted
1: <laughs> i have completed the mqta archives that should be like the award for going to all 92. He gets a gold yeah. Star. yeah soccer clubs <laughs> in britain so many giggles and fun is it friday yet Yes, sir, it is. It is Friday, sir. Well done. But thank you for listening to all of our archives over the last <laughs> three yeah. and a half years. Melody in California writes, Adrian and friends. That's a big assumption, by the way, straight off the bat. I wish you were on. I wish you were on every night. I love your show. It is funny and informative. Seriously, it should be on. Five nights a week.
0: That's so sweet.
1: Thank you, Mel, but Heather's only got three accents and I can't keep up with replacing the bell. My dinger would be worn out.
0: Uh Uh-huh. It's an Uh,
1: occupational hazard. It's
0: got an old dinger.
1: I don't know my own strength. That's the trouble. (laughs) Dinger, dinger, chicken dinner. (laughs) Jeff in Milwaukee posted a picture of his happiness with a giant smile for last week's show. So thank you for that, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Jillian and I were posted. Fantastic show. And Michelle said, whatever happened to the fart machine?
0: Oh, it's... Heather's still still here
1: (laughs) (laughs) My batteries run out If I get some replacement batteries The fart machine Will come back Finally Chris in California has written Your show started out As filler for me I would let it run in the background Whilst waiting for other shows To come on But I've really come to like your show And look forward to it i find myself laughing a lot not snorting yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yet, as i listen
1: uninterrupted i guess you've grown on me like mold <laughs> <laughs> do not ever say that we don't have culture on this <laughs> show <laughs> If you wish to write to us, if you wish to see the stories from tonight and much, much more, all the fun, all of the laughter, all of the comments, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, where we currently have five and a half thousand followers. You can also follow us on Twitter if you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s you can also join us on there where we have 90,000 followers and of course we do have a youtube account and there are some funny outtakes for you to listen to there if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps a little bit blue jump onto youtube type in more questions than answers with adrian lee and you will have the best and funniest six minutes of your life you will laugh so much a small amount of we will come out My latest book, (laughs) trust me, it's happened. My latest book would make a fabulous Christmas gift or a stocking stuffer. Every single review of this book on Amazon has been five stars so far. The book is called Mysterious Midwest Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead. Now, we have 100,000 listeners in 100... And ninety countries. Every now and then, I read out the top ten countries that listen to our show the previous week. Number one is the U.S. survey, as you would expect, because we are broadcasting currently from the Americas. Second is the United Kingdom. Number three, Canada. Four, our good friends down under in Australia. Number five is Holland. Six is Germany. Seven is Ireland, where Michelle once lived. Of course, eight is Singapore. Nine is the Philippines. And at number 10, Serbia. Out of 190 countries, Serbia is at number 10. That's remarkable. So Uh thank Uh you and hello to all of our friends listening in all those countries, including Serbia. Now, on MQTA, we like to support our local charities here in Cottonwood County in southwest Minnesota we know a wonderful lady her name's Clarice and she volunteers her time to run the local Wyndham food shelf this is a town Wyndham of 4,000 people but recently it's fallen on hard times local businesses and factories have closed down and without the food shelf many families would go hungry this Christmas last month alone 700 people were fed Due to the food shelves. Remember, that's seven hundred people out of a town of four thousand. They are reliant on charity. They are reliant on our donations to help feed people over the Christmas period. We know Clarice personally. She is a lady who's very hardworking, very honest. She's in her seventies, and we know that all the money we will raise will go to a really good cause. Last year on MQTA, we helped raise money that went to a walking freezer that's allowed frozen goods to be given out in that particular food shelf. Remember that your donations are totally deductible. And of course, if you give freely, you shall receive freely as well. And we've got some really good news. The local Masonic Lodge, that's the Prudence Lodge, number 97 in Minnesota, say that any donations we raise on this show, they will match, they will double. So ultimately, any donations you give, are worth double. They will be matched by the Masonic Lodge. If you wish to write a check, you can do so. Checks need to be made payable to the Prudence Lodge. That's number 97. And they can be mailed to the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. P.O. Box 178. So that's the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. P.O. Box 178, Wyndham, Minnesota. That's one. 01 doing fabulous work and we're looking to raise some money for people there. So merry christmas to you and thank you for all your donations. So far we have a show itching to get out. It is the show more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. We sprint into the first round, shaking, clutching our flashlight in one hand and on our K2 meter in the other this is the round we call ghosts and hauntings inside the haunted abandoned theme park built on an ancient indian burial ground where six people died in mysterious circumstances a cursed theme park where six people tragically lost their lives remains deserted after closing 50 years ago haunting photographs reveal the now derelict park in west virginia USA, which had previously been home to a Native American tribe. The Lake Shawnee Amusement Park was opened in the 1920s by businessman Conley T. Sniddo, but it soon became known for being doomed after a number of freak accidents. One little boy drowned while swimming in the open-air swimming pool, and another girl was run over by a reversing truck as she played on the swing set. Despite rumours of a strange curse, the history behind the site wasn't found out until years after the park closed in 1966. More than 20 years later, an archaeological dig on the amusement park led to the discovery of 13 bodies, which were mostly children. Until 1783, the Native American tribe lived in this particular area of Mercer County, where there had been a burial ground. But the horror went deeper as it later found out the gruesome truth about the site. When the first European settlers arrived in the area, it sparked a violent turf war with the Native Americans. The head of the tribe, Mitchell Clay, was out hunting when a band of Native Americans reportedly killed his youngest son, Bartley. During the struggle, his daughter Tabitha was knifed to death before his eldest son, Ezekiel, was kidnapped and burned at the stake. After burying his children, Clay took revenge by murdering several of the Native Americans. All the fun of the fair. (laughs) What a grim history for an amusement park. Can you believe Mm -mm. that? If you wish to see the haunting photographs that accompany this story of the derelict and haunted amusement park in West Virginia, you need to go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers. With Adrian Lee and I shall give myself two points for being informative and a little bit spooky. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
0: Well, I have Guatemalans burn Trump effigies to scatter evil spirits. That's a start. perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you
1: can't get hold of the real thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Trump's hardline stance on immigration during his presidential election campaign, including a promise to build a wall along the U.S.-Mexican border, has drawn anger from Latin Americans in the United States and around the world. We are against this person in many respects regarding deportations, the wall he wants to build... And we do not agree, said participant Astrid Soto just before setting fire to (laughs) Trump's figures, fistfuls of fake cash and the U.S. flag. Participants believe the practice of torching the devil helps banish nice. bad spirits <laughs> from did their you homes noticed, and neighbourhoods.
1: Did you notice that when Trump was photographed on the front of Time magazine for mm-hmm. this month, the M in Time magazine gave him two red devil horns?
0: Actually, oh. I saw a picture of this effigy, and it was two red devil horns oh that they God. put
1: on him. I bet his hair went up. Like a dried up Christmas tree. Do you remember the scene in Christmas Vacation where oh, the tree yeah. goes? Yes, up?
0: yes. Like, <laughs> and it's gone. And the toupee
1: blew off. <laughs> All of that lacquer. Do you see what I'm saying? Really? That whole lot would go
0: straight up, wouldn't it? There You'd you see go. that
1: from space. Well. It'd be like a beacon.
0: <laughs> the custom began in the sixteenth century. But I didn't has... realize he was that old. I know he looks it though, he <laughs> does. Uh. The custom has begun in the 16th century, but has spread out from various towns since the 1990s to become popular nationwide. So yeah, they're burning...
1: Nationwide, but nationwide within Guatemala. Guatemala.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Trump's in Guatemala getting burnt.
1: I'm sure he's really concerned about that. Mm. I shall give you two points for being fun and informative. TV favourite Ricky Tomlinson believes in ghosts and says he is visited by his dead son. The royal family star was heartbroken by the loss of his beloved eldest boy Clifton at the age of 33. Now 12 years on, he says Clifton stays in touch from beyond the grave. Ricky, famed for his role as sofa-dwelling scouser Jim Royal, said, ''I believe in ghosts and spirits.'' I've had experiences I'll never forget. Ricky77, who now stars as a wizard in the Sky One children's fantasy The Last Dragon Slayer, said he often feels Clifton's comforting presence on his bed. A deeply spiritual man, Ricky also told how his mother communicated with his late father and revealed his brushes with ghosts at his Liverpool football club. Clifton, one of Ricky's three sons and former wife Marlene, died in hospital on December the 4th, 2004, after a long battle with drink and drugs. Mm. I talk to him all the time in my head, he said, after making the painful anniversary. It's not just this time of the year, it's regular. He knows I love him. And although I can't see him, now and then he sits on the bed with me. I can feel him, this weight. I know that sounds strange because ghosts are invisible, but I know it's him. Ricky's voice was filled with emotion as he recalled one special moment at his cottage in North Wales. I used to go there. I used to try and get out of the way and write, he said. It's only a little one-bedroomed place with an open fire and a log burner. We'd had a bad, bad winter and I could just about drive to the cottage before the snow was too deep to get in any further. I put the fire on and a butterfly came into the room and settled on my hand. It was our Clifton coming to see me, I'm sure of that. Ricky also recalled a number of psychic experiences. In 1987, he took on a five-year lease of a building in Liverpool, planning to renovate it as a hub for where aspiring actors and entertainers could perform. It soon transpired that the venue, called the Limelight Club, was haunted. Ricky revealed, we had an old hooker, god lover, who used to come in. She wasn't too well, and one night I said, don't worry, Chloe, you get your head down here for a while.
0: Oh,
2: stop! No. We were
1: playing snooker downstairs when I potted the purple. Is that what you call
2: it? (laughs) <laughs>
1: he potted the purple When he suddenly heard screams We went in to see her She'd climbed out the window ledge And was more than 200 foot up in the air I said what are you doing She said I was going to come down Because I felt a bit better But there was this old guy Standing by the door In a long brown overcoat and cap And he wouldn't let me out He kept saying I'm waiting for Nelly. I'm waiting for Nelly. We also had the police come out one night because I could hear people talking in one of the rooms. We were near a bank, so I thought there could be burglars, but when the police burst in, there was nobody there. If you wish to read Ricky's full story, you can go to our Facebook site and look up more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Ricky Tomlinson was on the British programme And you have an equivalent of it over here, where they research your ancestry. Mm -hmm. Do you know the one I mean, where they look at your family tree Mm -hmm. and they take you through it and they show you pictures of your great-great-grandfather and what he used to do and this, that and the other. It turns out on that particular episode for Ricky Tomlinson, one of his relatives was actually snatched by body snatchers out of a grave in <gasps> oh, the 18th century oh, yeah. and they actually had a record of that that he wasn't aware of
2: huh. oh. some
1: more to do with the macabre and the paranormal i shall give myself two more points <laughs> i'm <an> almighty, <laughs> <Come> on a mighty <laughs> resplendent four michelle you're yet to score what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and
2: hauntings an orange balloon has spooked staff members at a hospital by hovering inches from the floor And seeming to follow them around the building. Mm. Some of the deeply unsettled witnesses even believe that the clip captures a haunting. The balloon drifts purposefully along a corridor towards the camera in a manner quite unlike the usual movement of a helium balloon, leading some to claim that it is a ghost of a dead child. It continues to move slowly and constantly towards the person filming who is standing on the threshold of a room. Two employees' voices, one male and one female, can be heard on the recording. The man says, It's coming towards us!
1: (laughs) The killer balloon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's going to pop in my face. (laughs) Isn't that a fetish?
1: It is, yes. It's also a phobia. People are scared of balloons, aren't they? Both.
2: The footage then cuts to the employee standing in what seems to be a staff kitchen, filming the entrance to the room. Suddenly, the balloon appears, and as if possessed, it turns and goes inside the room, and the two people shriek and run away, scared. The footage of the incident has also caused concern among online viewers after it was recorded in the Victor Vieja Children's Hospital in central Argentina's city of Rosario.
1: This is the ghosts of balloons I've popped in the past. Every balloon you pop and destroy comes back to haunt you. Good. You could have 99
0: (laughs) red balloons coming after (laughs) you.
1: Good. Go Nena. There you go. The one thing I remember about her was she never shaved her armpits. That was quite scandalous. But that's German women for you. I shall give you two points, Michelle. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
0: Well, it's Christmas coming up.
1: It's imminent.
0: I know. And here is something just for you, Michelle. Oh, God. There is. Is it a
1: story about a Willie?
0: No, it's okay. just a, a very, wheelchair. very, very short little blurb. There is a new fragrance out. It's called...
1: Jism for
0: Women. No. By Ralph
1: Lauren. I'm saving myself for the right woman. (laughs) And I've got three bottles for you at home in the fridge.
0: Funeral Home Fragrance. (laughs) It's the smell of your grandmother. A single bottle makes for a great stocking stuffer. But if you're going all in on aroma assortments... Demeter also offers a zombie scent, a dirt scent, which you would love. (laughs) No, no sausage. (laughs) But there is an earthworm scent. Scent of earthworm? Who's sniffing earthworms? I have no idea, but...
1: Would you pull the birds if you put on an earthworm scent?
2: Uh... We're going to find out. Yeah, there I want to try
0: those. I want to know
1: what I the know, smell right? of a funeral home is like. Is that dust, mothballs, and a hint of wee wee in the bass notes?
0: And uh, what? Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde.
1: formaldehyde. <laughs> we all know that Michelle wants to drink formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> Not drink.
0: <laughs> I just want to.
1: Oh, like, put it on your lips. Yeah, Taste. Yeah. Taste it.
0: Oh, nice. We'll see. There you go. If With I go to the
2: Mutter Museum, I'm going to.
1: You're going to drink some. The jars. Oh, you're a strange woman. This was the same week. The Kentucky Fried Chicken brought out a candle that was scented like Kentucky Fried Chicken.
0: I can't think of
1: anything worse. That was worse.
0: a couple of years ago, wasn't it?
1: It's in the news this week.
0: No, they've had that.
1: They've had that a long time, have they?
0: Yeah, they're just bringing it back. It's like a Christmas scent.
1: Oh, it keeps coming back every year.
0: <laughs> That's right. Just like herpes <laughs> and malaria. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: That brings to around... The end of hauntings, ghosts and spoonerisms. I'm on four. Michelle's on two. Heather is also on four and I'll try not to mess up my worms. We now run into the round that is UFOs and Cryptozoology. It's green men. It's hairy beasties. UFO hunters have been going crazy online after a weird Death Star spaceship cloud was spotted above Japan. The spherical mass, which looks exactly like Star Wars' weaponized space station, uh-huh. was seen hovering <laughs> over the Kanagawa region of dun, Japan. Dun, 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 dun.
2: Now, 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 you've got to Bulk. do the
1: death march, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to. I always thought that'd be really good stripper music. It's very burlesque wearing a vader mask that's the sort of thing tassels going in opposite directions (laughs) i see that as burlesque music if you jazz that up
0: a little bit did you say bunk uh yeah of course everyone around
1: the world can now take a drink out of a shot glass, because Heather said bunk, and that's part of our drinking
0: game.
1: <laughs> Pictures of the bizarre phenomenon were posted on Twitter just days ago and have gone viral, garnering thousands of retreats <laughs> and <laughs> comments.
0: Retreats, retweets. <laughs> huh? Retreats.
1: Says... Perf is what it says. It says retweets. <laughs> People immediately started speculating that it was a Death Star-style UFO or a dragon's nest. Oh, one of those dragon's dragon's nests you read so much about. (laughs) Another dragon nest. (laughs) They're everywhere. I can't get them out of my trees. Bane Mm. of my life.
2: Mm.
1: But many internet detectives have come to the conclusion it is actually an extremely rare roll cloud. It means it is given its unusual shape. By being shaped at the edges by a thunderstorm. People often mistake them for tornadoes. But they do not contain a swirling vortex of air. The latest sighting comes after truth seekers claimed. A massive Death Star is approaching the Earth. (laughs) I suspect.
0: (laughs) Bunk. Bunk, everyone have a drink.
1: I suspect this one was lost. And I think the Earth actually looks a lot like Alderaan. Mm -hmm. And I think we could be in trouble. I I suspect that we could be reaching a climactic ending before Christmas. So keep your receipts to your Christmas presents would be my advice. Miss Morris, what have you got tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties?
0: Well, a Washington state resident believes he was able to capture an unusual intrusion in his home. Nasty. Nasty. The anonymous man claims he was video chatting with a friend on Saturday night when the camera captured the alien-looking figure. My bedroom light was out, oh, no. yes, Jesus, but my Marian bathroom light was on, Joseph. so that I could see the pewter. <laughs> The screenshot I had
1: Such high hopes for this show I thought serious Documentative Paranormal news from around the world Is what I was thinking Uh
0: The screenshot shows A short round shaped Humanoid On a dark pixelated background the window <laughs> on the curtains. They're on the, they're on that right.
1: You've made Jay very happy by the way. That's very urban,
0: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this whatever had to be right around behind me, I think. <laughs> I think it was that one of those them their gray aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, were you trick or treating? <laughs> Y'all and your Mountain dude? <laughs> it, it was not clear whether MUFON or a different organization was in charge of the investigation, as the man does not specify in the report. The Washington resident also claims, "Oh, Washington, of seeing odd things." <laughs> in the house recently, including an unknown tall man. Oh!
1: <laughs> Everyone in 190 countries can now drink another shot. That was the famous Michelle Cory Snort.
0: She can't breathe. Look at the poor woman. She's on
1: the floor. If she goes blue, someone get her some oxygen.
0: Well, anyway, the tall man. Anyway! Says- <laughs> This people lying his, on the, the floor. here's <laughs> daughter, as she stood in front of a fireplace. It's like it's like waking up. and then old table with a round, fifty pound round marble top. It just moved. And this then, is the woman who said my story was bunk. <laughs> and there's been some loud bangs and been seeing some shadows. <laughs> see, the
1: interesting thing is. That if I was to do this, I'd be accused of being racist.
0: That's weird. Seeing you're
1: American, that's fine. You go for it.
0: It's not. I a- don't claim any nationality, at all.
1: No, we can tell that by your
0: <laughs> accent. My friend also says he saw one of them there UFOs, and they was flying around Mount Rainier.
1: <laughs> that actually sounds like the director of Mufon. <laughs>
0: Now this was located in Kitty Tatas oh, County. <laughs> I've seen your kitty <laughs> car yes, <laughs> And east of the Cascade Range in Ellensburg, which oh, has a God. population of nineteen thousand.
2: Thank you
1: 19, very much. Nineteen thousand. I turned around to Keith right during that second album, man. I said I saw these lights in the sky, man, and Keith was like, wow, man. I'm like, i never seen that before. But I was scared, man. Do you know what I mean? I was really scared. Okay, Michelle, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and Cryptozoology?
2: Amazing NASA Mars picture shows alien message oh, no. in Morse code. Again? Again. On the surface of the red planet.
1: It says yard
2: sale. Yeah. <laughs> Everything did, must go.
1: We did have an orange <laughs> balloon, but someone untied it and it disappeared.
0: It's in it's in Morris Code again. Yes, Morris. Morris
1: Code. Mm-hmm. It's a language that only she can understand.
2: <laughs> I know there's
1: a lot of dots and dashes involved.
2: Oh, expert admits it could be an alien language. Or simply gibberish.
1: I like the way they translate that, and it turns out to be a shopping list. Eggs, bread, milk, toilet paper, kitchen towel, donuts. Life. Life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This bizarre image taken from NASA's cameras appeared to show a mysterious message on Mars. Here we go. According to conspiracy theorists. The clear photo focuses on the odd dot and dash formation that is said could represent Morse code. Morse code. (laughs) Morse code. Morse code. The images were sent to Secure Team 10, a group of UFO experts who analyzed the footage and shared their findings online.
1: There's an oxymoron. UFO experts. Secure Team 10. Oh, boy.
2: Tyler from the YouTube channel said conspiracy theorists have been thrown into overdrive over the strange new image of the Hagel Dune field just south of Mars' north polar cap. Mm Hmm. He said NASA spotted this strange configuration of lines and dots in the sand of Mars, which look eerily similar to Morse code. The lines have been translated into English, but Tyler admits it simply produced a line of gibberish, although he admitted it could be an alien language. He added, obviously, I don't think it's likely that aliens are writing secret messages into the soils on Mars. Nonetheless, the reason I wanted to show you guys this is simply because of the beautiful imagery captured in those Martian dunes.
1: If you wish to see the dots, the dashes, that is, Morris code on Mars, you can visit our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. NASA cover-up. Astronomer claims second sun exists, but space agency usually hides it.
2: <laughs> usually?
1: Usually. <laughs> Prominent and respected astronomer Paul Cox claims NASA doesn't normally let us see the second sun. This shocking admission by a respected astronomer has sent conspiracy theorists into overdrive. Astronomer Paul Cox was reporting on an eight-hour live show about the transits of Mercury across the sun. Do you want to see an eight-hour live show about the transits of Mercury across the sun? No, It is as he's talking about where Mercury currently is on the screen He speaks to the camera and says You may be asking yourself What is the large round thing to the right of the sun? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well that's our second sun I don't know if you knew that we had a second sun But there it is It's normally hidden from view NASA and other organizations usually hide that stuff away from us. They don't tell
2: us.
1: (laughs) Someone stands on a really tall platform with a big black piece of card.
0: It's slightly (laughs) more to your left. I can see half the sun. It's behind a cloaking device. There we go. cloaking device.
1: Don't encourage it. Blogger Jacob Israel, who is not a conspiracy theorist, but is looking into the existence of Nibiru, also known as Planet X, told the camera he was shocked. I listened to it a couple of times. Could they just be joking around? But if that's true, I will say I find it interesting that these astronomers would say what they did. Coming from somebody who is credible in the field and professional... When you say stuff like that, it's meant to be taken seriously. This could change an awful lot of things. If there's now two suns and we previously only thought that there was one, that could change a whole lot because there's a whole group of songs now that need to be changed. Don't let the suns go down on me. (laughs) There's always the suns, one of my favourites there from the Stranglers. Here comes the suns. Ain't no sunshines. Black hole sons. <laughs>
0: uh huh.
1: And in this particular case we're gonna go to the police and we're gonna have the song <gasps> mm. Invisible Sons. I shall give myself eight large rounded harmonic simonious I know, right? points. Eight Eight absolutely no altogether. Unbelievable.
0: Oh. oh okay, I'll give myself
1: <laughs> eight. Perfect. I'm now on fourteen. I have one more story I want to squeeze into the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. Alien hunters are convinced this huge, apparent dish shaped UFO crossing the moon is yet more proof of extraterrestrial life. Oh, Mystery boy. surrounds mm-hmm. the object which appeared from out of the blue as the Miami Observatory in Florida streamed a feed. On the lunar surface. Hmm. The dark circle shaped shadow. Is captured above the moon. Sparking theories from a well known. UFO enthusiast. that it is a craft created. By an intelligent species. It's not a man made object. Because there are not solar panel. Wings on it to gather energy. There are no antennas for it to transmit. Also the surface. Is not completely round. But it has a rough edge to it. It looks like a biomechanically grown UFO. One poster on YouTube refuted claims that it was an alien spaceship or even an object. For me, it is the outskirts of a shadow. If this is so, it is very possible that the object that crossed between the moon and the sun was just projecting the shadow. Which sun? I'm confused. Which sun is this? We've had the sun. Now we have... The moon, that is the question. If you wish to see the strange UFO hovering over the surface and casting a shadow on one of our moons, you're more than welcome to go (laughs) to our Facebook site. More questions Uh -uh. than answers with Adrian Lee. We move into the third round tonight. That is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are strange the bizarre. But don't fit easily into any other category but are too good not to read out on air. Miss Morris, you need the point. You're on four. What have you got tonight in the round of S&B? Oi, I'm going to New York. That's New York, is it?
0: I guess. Okay,
1: that's what you're going with.
0: New York police are searching for a green-clad man. Oh, God. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Who swiped an 86-pound pail of gold flakes. Off an armored truck two months ago and disappeared with an estimated $1.6 mm-hmm. ah, 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 ah. one point six million dollar treasure.
1: One point six million.
0: I know. The city's police department late Tuesday released photos and video of the suspect who was lingering near the truck <laughs> on the afternoon of September 29th and took advantage of a moment of distraction so by its security guards. So
1: this happened at the end of September, but they've still not they're, caught the guy, and they now still haven't. Re- now that today they've released yep. photographs and video footage.
0: Yeah, okay. and he snatched a 5-gallon bucket full of gold flakes. Do you believe that?
1: What you, the thing is it's going to be very difficult to then get rid of those gold flakes.
0: No, I just melt them down. Oh yeah, everyone's I've got. got oh, you've got a forge in a smelting <laughs> area, have you? I'll smelt them. I don't Culture care. You will. The video shows him walking away with some difficulty, likely due to the weight of the bucket and the fact that he was climbing up the rainbow. Uh, the theft happened <laughs> on a busy stretch of Forty Eighth Street. In the borough of Manhattan, near the Rockefeller Center office and shopping complex, police say. Police, who said they believe the man has since fled to Florida, described him as somewhere between 50 and 60 years old, Hispanic, and wearing a green shirt and a shillelagh or something. So Nathan, (laughs) Nathan sat next to me. Oh read, yeah! Read the description again. Fifty to sixty-year-old. Check um, green shirt. Green shirt. Hispanic. Hispanic. <laughs> uh Shamrock. I don't know about um... the Hispanic. He
1: couldn't look more pallid <laughs> and white, to be honest. Yeah. Could he? This is true. What a crock of the end of the rainbow. They're I only stealing give stealing you...
0: me lucky charms.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow we've got the whole lot tonight haven't we you've wheeled out the big guns and given us everything you own haven't you there's nothing left in the vault
0: get in my belly
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey you get in my belly oh i'm getting all emotional.
2: i oh no a choker donkey, yeah. Michelle- like a turtle head poking out. Oh, wow!
1: <laughs> who knew,
2: Michelle?
1: What have you got for me tonight in the round of the stranger in the bazaar?
2: Oh, a man who spent nearly two days in a mortuary fridge, after being pronounced dead, came back to life.
1: Oh, yay! No. Mm-hmm. These things scare Lazarus. me. Lazarus. Yes. This reminds me of all the stories you used to tell. About things yeah. you find in a toilet. We what? went through a period where oh, every other yeah. story
0: Octopus octopus, and everything.
1: there would be snakes, there'd be all oh, kinds squid. of weird things coming up and biting your particulars.
2: Like no. a squirrel. I was oh.
1: s- <laughs> scared to go to the Poor toilet Mr. Zippy. I used to have to hover. I used to hover. I couldn't plant the white pallid English flesh on the porcelain anymore I've got to hover, It scared me for life this is another phobia being pronounced dead and then waking up as they're harvesting your organs, these are all my Ugh. worst fears and phobias mm. coming out
2: squirrel in your toilet's bad too ZZ McKeezy that's his name, 28 oh boy. Was, ZZ mm-hmm, was found with a pulse just hours after his family arrived at the morgue to identify him The 28-year-old was mown down by a car when he was walking with a friend. He was placed into a fridge at Phoenix Mortuary after he was declared dead at the scene of the accident.
1: Did you say Phoenix Mortuary?
2: Phoenix, yeah. I like, uh, seemed as like
1: raising yourself <laughs> yeah. up from the ashes. Yay. Wow.
2: Mm.
1: Luckily, he didn't get as far as the ashes. That's <laughs>
2: yeah. And this was in South Africa. Imran Kika, a provincial official for the opposition Democratic Alliance Party, said when his family arrived for identification purposes, a pulse was found in the patient by mortuary staff who then immediately transported him to Mahatma Gandhi Hospital for resuscitation. Ah. His now furious family are demanding answers about what happened to their son.
1: Especially as they've taken all his Christmas presents back.
2: Yeah. His dad, Peter Mkazi, said, I have no words to express how I feel about what happened to my child. To spend the entire night and morning in the mortuary refrigerator is wrong. I wonder
1: if the mortuary refrigerator actually meant that he survived.
2: That's what I'm thinking. Do you know
1: sometimes you can go into such a cold state that your body hibernates? They might have actually done him a favor. Do you see what I mean? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Now I got some good news and I got some bad news. He died anyway.
0: (laughs) That's, and that's good news, is it? <laughs> no, no, I'm the thinking good that's news the bad is news.
2: He, the father arrived at eight 8 a.m. to identify his son, but was told four hours later that his son was alive. But the 28 year old was pronounced dead again just five hours later.
1: So oh, he was pronounced, boy. he went to identify the body,
0: mm-hmm.
1: was then told that the body was alive, mm-hmm. and then the body died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's cheer everyone up. No end. <laughs> Does that mean he gets double life insurance? I'd look into that. You could get double the life insurance.
0: We actually had a story way back when for the people panning through the archives of an old gentleman that had died. They put him in a body bag. He unzipped himself, <gasps> was alive for like a day, and then died again. I'm totally so-
2: thinking about jackass right now. the
1: shock of thinking you was dead killed me Uh. that's true enough there's been stories over the last three and a half four years constantly of Uh people that have come back to a you know come back alive in mortuaries it makes me wonder how many people were still alive when they got buried cremated or had their organs removed That, of course, is where the phrase being saved by the bell comes from, if you recall. Really? I did an investigation in a place called Biggleswade, which is in Hertfordshire, back in Britain, with the Luton Paranormal Society about 10 years ago. And we got to investigate their museum. And in that museum was a sentry box that they'd taken out of a graveyard that was used during the 18th and 19th century for someone to be there, like a night watchman, to stop the bodies from being stolen. And I spent an hour doing a vigil, sat inside the sentry box that was taken out of a graveyard.
2: That's back in the
0: cool. Day. Creepy. That's
1: I get to do some fantastic things as a paranormal investigator. It makes me very happy. I'm like a small child. That particular museum and another one we did in Peterborough in Cambridgeshire, it's a lockdown. We've got the keys. We've been locked into the museum. Never mind ghosts. Never mind hauntings. I'm standing there with a flashlight wedged between a steam locomotive and the skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's just a joy, isn't it? It's like (laughs) Night of the Museum. Never mind the ghosts. It's just fun having a lockdown in a museum. The things we tried on and the stuff we got up to. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre?
0: Well, I have police capturing an inmate who escaped, which is kind of nice. But he escaped from a correctional center, trusty job at the Louisiana State Police Department and was captured again after he got caught stealing the hearse from the business district on Egret Street in Lake Charles.
1: So he went missing from a police station where he was working. Yep. So he managed to get out of a police station. A correctional centre. Filled with police, Mm -hmm. wardens, all kinds of security. Yep. He then steals a hearse getaway car.
0: Stole a hearse. Now, at approximately 9.30, authorities with the Orange Police Department in Texas located the stolen hearse, which had been abandoned. Later the same morning, the Orange police officers found not, they weren't actually Orange, that's the county.
1: Okay, not like Donald (laughs)
0: Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They found another stolen car, which they said this Alexander was in. So he was taken into custody and charged with, a simple escape. Well, it couldn't have been that simple. Mm-mm. He stole a hearse. Yeah. But the thing that they're worried about is the hearse was actually being used by <gasps> Pet Angels Crematory. And there was a cat in the hearse when it was stolen, but it was a live cat that was part of their whole spiel. So There, what?
1: Was, there was a live cat
0: in the hearse. In the
1: hearse. Did, yes. Did, he, did they make sure it's dead before they bury it? I or? think so.
0: Maybe he was going to get Killed. I Maybe don't know. Just one oh. of the one of the
1: night. We need to change the cat out. That one's <laughs> that eight gums. It's on <laughs> it its last the, one. It was
0: the pet cemetery cat. You know, no, yeah. <laughs> keeps coming back. What's that meowing
1: oh. and scratching sound? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the guy stole a hearse with a cat in it. Cat's gone. Cat's Can't gone. Can't find he it. get
1: the cat out of the bag. Cat's disappeared. Yeah,
0: cat out of the hearse. Nice. Gone.
1: Who puts a cat in the back of a hearse? There's some strange. <laughs> bizarre people around it's in the right round for us scientists discovered a fully preserved dinosaur tail preserved in amber it has been millions of years since dinosaurs last walked the earth but scientists recently discovered a piece of that era that's still with us today a 99 million year old dinosaur tail has been found preserved in amber led by paleontologist Lida Zing of the China University of Geosciences, the breakthrough discovery, including bones, soft tissue and feathers, all of which have been captured within an amber casting. It marks the first time scientists have been able to link preserved feathers to a dinosaur. Am I the only one who's now thinking Jurassic Park? Yes, the semi-translucent sample, which was described as being no bigger than a dried apricot, marks Uh, one. uh,
0: What a bizarre
1: thing! (laughs) What of all the things to measure it up against? What does that look like to you? I'm going dried apricot. That's a very specific size. Dried prunes are a little bit bigger. (laughs) Raisins are slightly smaller. There you go. Marks one of the earliest moments of differentiation between the feathers of a bird and those of a dinosaur. The dinosaur tail itself measures in at just 1.4 inches. It was described as brown in appearance with a white underside. How do
0: they know it's a tail?
1: Because it looks like a tail. It's got vertebrae and ends at a point at the end. Okay. It's very obviously a tail. It's covered in delicate feathers. A CT scan of the tail revealed it contained eight full vertebrae and a part of the ninth. Because of the structure of the vertebrae, researchers were able to determine the tail was not that of a prehistoric bird. Scientists working on the project discerned from the sample that the tail likely belonged to a juvenile Coeliosaur, The dinosaur tail was attached to a part of the group of dinosaurs called the theropods, a categorization that includes everything from Tyrannosaurus rex to modern birds. The type of feathers found in the sample also rule out the likelihood that dinosaurs were able to fly. Instead, the feathers were likely more ornamental and may have served as a signalling mechanism or temperature regulation. Researchers uncovered the sample from a mine in Wing Valley in Kachin State, which is located in northern Myanmar, which of course used to be called Burma. If you wish to see the amber resin with the dinosaur tail all intact, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories and all the fun and frivolity and comments will be there for you we finally enter the round that is called not for your mother which means you have accessed our archives thank you for being tech savvy and for coming to find us we'll promise not to be too disappointing this is the round where (laughs) your mother needs to be removed from the room if there's small children about if there's minors they need to be shuffled off to bed with cookies and milk what have you got for us first in the round miss morris of not for your mother
0: a sexually frustrated indian man chopped off his penis after his wife had spurned his overtures for 10 oh, years 10,
2: ten oh, years
0: years 10 years that must have
1: had some dust in it mustn't it
0: <laughs> i mean how does he know the plumbing's still working
1: at this stage I have talk no about idea. you know bite your nose off to spite your face you're not going to use it so no one's going to use that's it that's right
0: <laughs> When he was turned down once again, he exploded in rage, obviously because he couldn't do the other, and whacked his wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said,
1: he said, wiener. (laughs) I'm going to kick your ass, babies. Give me some
0: nachos. Ghazi Ram, 37, of Uttar Pradesh in northern India, pummeled his penis in front of his shocked wife. Manjiri Devi. I was frustrated. Oh. <laughs> you know,
1: instantly I could tell that was the northern regions of Rajasthan rather than Goa on the west coast. There was a subtle difference. We have, Beautiful. Had,
0: we have not had sex for at least 10 or 12 years. Are you bonding slushy, Mr Simson? Ram said later, she would never make the love to me. <laughs> do you know, I don't know whether this is racist
1: anymore or she not. She will
0: not sit close to me. I think we're getting away from it. Always, always, always refuses my demands.
1: Okay. For the benefit of our listeners, (laughs) Heather's moving her head around like one of those bobble headed characters.
0: Debbie told Indian newspapers that she put the kibosh on carnal capers.
1: I love kibosh, it's one of my favorite dishes.
0: (laughs) Because her husband was always drunk and it made her angry. On the night in question, Debbie said Ram again came home hammered and wanted sex.
1: It sees Japati and he'll cry if he wants to.
0: <laughs> the thirty-four-year-old torpedoed those plans, and he raged from the room when he returned with the kitchen knife.
2: Oh!
0: Ram massacred his member, oh. cutting it off before falling to the floor in agony. Before slapping her around the face with it. <laughs> oh! Ick! Uh, neighbors <laughs> called the doctor. The couple <laughs> and has... the doctor said. <laughs> The couple has two sons and a daughter and have been married for 18 long years. So he hasn't had the love for a long time. But he would come home (laughs) drinking every night and never listen to me. He never listened to me. No. Or he never cared for me either. No. I simply just said no to him. No. No. That's Chinese. What's wrong with you? And he was drunk. And I was very angry. I was like, angry I with him. S- I
1: can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Epileptic <laughs> with anger.
0: Now she is blaming me for oh. all this when I've done nothing.
1: She's done the male and the female. Did you see what happened there?
0: He has lost his mind. Lost his mind. <laughs> and his or, wiener. Or his head. Yeah, his head. It was attached to his wiener. I'm <laughs> <All> done. <laughs> namaste
1: (laughs) it's hardly love light and happiness is it i shall give you points miss morris but for the life of me i have no idea why michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of not for your mother
2: you know when your junk just isn't sitting right so you need to adjust it without looking like a creep with your hands down your pants
1: you could have your hands down someone else's pants. i try to
2: do it when they're not looking yeah we've all all been there (laughs) Uh, we've been there I'm doing it now. <laughs> well, now there's a solution. Meet Eletrunks. Eletrunks. Mm-hmm. Mm. The appropriately named innovative underwear let you adjust your manhood without hesitation. Eletrunks literally let you elevate your manhood without reaching below your waistband. They also create chafe-free zones under the legs ...and keep you from sticking to yourself. Nothing
1: worse than the sticky octopus. (laughs) That's got it. (laughs)
2: Rename this shit. (laughs) Your manhood goes into the pouch... ...keeping it away from your legs. When you need to readjust... ...you simply use the patented lifter. A string that attaches from the waistband... To the bottom of the pouch and it elevates your entire manhood. It's Do they have different t- size pouches? Small, medium, and liar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than when it sticks to the side of your leg. You look down there into the darkness, it's like a little shaved fruit bag, nesting, <laughs> fruit hibernating net? for the what? winter. <laughs> I'm talking about Nathan, obviously. I'm not.
0: Thank you, Adrian. What? He sticks <laughs> to your leg? <laughs>
1: His hair's very short. It's like Velcro. <laughs> oh,
2: good. oh, The difference of the Eletrunk's design is that it eliminates skin-to-skin contact due to the pouch. Ella Trunks founder and New York City native Michael Walker said he came up with the idea while exploring South America. <laughs> oh, that's what he calls it, huh? Mm-hmm. Do you want to come over
1: here? I-, I fancy a trip to Dairy Queen, and you can explore <laughs> South America.
2: He explained, "I quit my job last September to travel through Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia.
1: Then I saw the Amazon Basin." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, my bell's just broken. (laughs) (laughs) Your dinger broke.
1: I'm always too rough with this. It's terrible. I don't know my own strength. You want to give it a really good thump and then everything falls apart. They don't make bells like they used to, do they?
0: You should put it in a pouch. What happened to
1: foundries that used to take pride in making bells? I'm going through one a week. This is ridiculous. I need shares in a bell-making company.
2: Yeah. Somewhere in the first week of Ecuador, I convinced myself to buy a motorcycle to carry me through the rest of my journey.
1: That's always useful in the jungle, isn't Mm -hmm. it? A motorbike.
2: Here's where I realized how incredibly uncomfortable each type of men's underwear can be and how there's no functionality. Somewhere between crossing the Columbia border, the idea for Eletrunks crystallized.
1: Oh, Trouble is, when you're in a steamy, hot, jungle environment, under the canopy, things are going to get sticky, aren't they? Do you want a game of Sticky Sticky. Wheelie? No. Okay.
2: Once back from South America, Michael began to develop his idea further and started making prototypes in February of 2016. He told Mashable he reached out for help from the FIT for sewing and ended up in their fashion show in April. I had to go from zero to full company in less than two months with a final product to show people. Michael said he still finds the whole concept of Allatrunk's hilarious and hasn't stopped laughing since its inception. The response holds true across the board. Nearly every time I tell people what I do, they laugh. Needless to say, the overwhelming positive responses motivates me to move forward. Luckily, Alatrunk stands up to the promise of no compression, security, maximum comfort, and all-around functionality, so people enjoy the feel as much as they do the idea. Michael said the company plans to expand the briefs into every kind of men's underwear. The brief is currently available in five colors and with names like Ron Bergundy. Nice. Oh. We think Michael's on to a winner.
1: Perfect Michael winner.
2: Is that what you want?
1: Or you could go to Shields and buy a hammock. I've seen these. They're on our Facebook site, more questions and yes. answers with Adrian Lee. Did you put them on your wish list? I
2: can try some?
1: I've got them on now.
2: How you like it?
1: You thought I was scratching my belly button. You were wrong.
0: Oh there's that li- high up, huh? There's a little cold. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tweedledee (laughs) Little cord
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me just say it was like a puppet show That's all I'm saying (laughs) Look, kids, it's a puppet show. (laughs) I'm going to hide in the vegetable rack at Christmas and frighten young children.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. An adventurer
1: on a 1,100-mile trek across Antarctica has revealed he's suffering a chilly problem. Polar penis.
0: Oh. Alex
1: Brazier, son of Tory MP Julian Brazier, is one of six military reservists out to tackle the icy waters with the emphasis on the word tackle and icy. Cruel winds add to the plunging temperatures and threaten to freeze them stiff. Yet so far, only unlucky Alex, 26, has been hit by the medical condition, also known as Antarctic Willy. Isn't Ooh. that a character from Frozen?
0: Yes. Alex posted, <laughs> We found
1: some reason I was getting particularly chilly In the nether regions, there's a phenomenon called polar penis, which sounds hilarious, but it turns out to be incredibly unpleasant.
0: No, it's hilarious. And really quite painful (laughs) and cold.
1: So suffering a bit from this this morning. A South Pole, I'm guessing. Fortunately, (sighs) I now have a large, thick, woollen hat stuffed down into my regions, and it turns out that that makes all of the difference, you could have cut a finger out of a glove, I guess. The hat will probably do you about the man who had five willies? And the guy said to him, Well, how'd you get your pants on? and he says they fit like a glove.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: the hat will probably stay there for the next 80 days.
0: Oh, that's a oh, smell. Gross.
1: Alex and his comrades <laughs> plan to complete the challenge unsupported. Each man is on skis and pulling his own sled, containing food and their own tent.
0: And a supply of hats. If they succeed... (laughs) And gloves. Can you imagine waking up in the morning? Where's my
1: hat gone? (laughs) You wouldn't use your own, would you? No, No, I'd someone else's. I thought I saw a dingo come into the camp late at night. It took your hat. There's
0: not dingoes
2: in Antarctica. Maybe it ate your baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, we're not meant to
2: be laughing at that. Sorry.
1: (laughs) If they succeed, they will be more than double the number of people who have trekked across the entire continent in that way. That would be like an icicle, wouldn't it? You could just, like, snap that off like a little icicle. If he was no longer able to have children, would that then make him an ice pop? No. If you wish to see what an Antarctic willy looks like, you can visit <laughs> our Facebook site. Before it's closed down, call More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you have the last story in the round of Not For Your Mother.
0: This is your Christmas list. Mr. This is my, I'm supposed to write my own Christmas list. You're not meant to yes, write it for me. But I think we should do a crowdfunding for you.
1: Okay, I'm game. I want Christmas It's only going to be,
0: I think, around 600 bucks.
1: So we're looking to raise $600 for my Christmas list. Well, it
0: might be a little bit more. It says between 400 pounds and 650 pounds. So is that around?
1: That's about 800 to 900 dollars. Okay,
0: that's what we got to do. Okay. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I I fear that this is going to happen for me.
0: Originally used to smooth out frown lines and crow's feet. Mm-hmm. It was never going to be long before Botox was taken to other parts of the body. Every wrinkle's an inch. (sighs) And whilst usually associated with the frozen faces of women, it's now men getting into the Botox action, but not just for their faces.
1: I'm not going to have anyone inject anything down there, straight off the bat.
0: Men are now having Botox, the neurotoxin drug that temporarily paralyzes muscles, injected into their scrota
1: can you take away the pain to keep the swelling <laughs> I like the fact that it looks like Winston Churchill looking pensive.
0: Oh, God. Although it sounds bizarre, doctors predict the treatment, so-called scrotox. Oh. Is only <laughs> <going to> <laughs> be- <laughs> I love oh, it. it. Loves me a compound noun. Oh. It's ScroTox. Only, it's only gonna become more popular in 2017. Woo!
1: That sounds like a cleaning product for bathrooms. New ScroTox <laughs> will clean your bathrooms. Sparkling clean.
0: New York-based plastic surgeon Dr. John Mesa has performed scrotox on 15 men in the past year alone, although he calls the procedure ball ironing. Oh, (laughs) my God.
1: It's meant to regulate the temperature. They're meant to move around. They're meant to be some give, because when you're cold, they contract, and when you're hot, they expand. It's like an elephant's
0: ears. The effect of scrotox is much the same as regular Botox, or ironing, for that matter. The removal of wrinkles... And the effect lasts for about four months. So so we're going to have to crowdfund about every four months for you.
1: Value for money. So Easter needs to be the next one.
0: Easter eggs. Easter eggs.
1: (laughs) I'll hide in the garden and let the kids find them. We'll
0: paint them for you. Mm. (laughs) Look, mum, it's got a ribbon around it. Over time, testicles develop wrinkles due to the changing temperatures when it's warmer. I know my junk. The scrotum relaxes, and in colder conditions, they contract.
1: Yeah, it's relaxed now. It's quite warm in this room. No,
0: no. It's 30 below outside. I know, but I'm in the studio. There is Mm. a difference. If you wish to see how they contract, Uh, I will. See, You can go to MQTA. (laughs) Well, I'll be live streaming from
1: Facebook, me walking out into the cold without my pants on.
0: (laughs) But as well as smoothing the skin, Dr. Mesa explained that scrotox allows the testicles to hang down further and appear bigger, which is another attraction for many men. Why are they worried about attracting men? I don't understand. One man explained that he decided to get scrotox after reading reports that it could make sex more pleasurable for both him and his girlfriend. The results don't happen right away, but within that week or so, I did feel my scrotum was more relaxed than before.
1: It looked like the last turkey in the butchers before Christmas.
0: Oh, they're not loose all the time. Thank God. (laughs) They're probably in your underwear, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Which is one of the things I was not expecting. You
1: shake my nerves (laughs) and you rattle my brain.
0: (laughs) The scrotox man also added that the sex was great. I'm pleased to hear that. As he had hoped. Given that the body part in question is obviously so much more sensitive than the skin on one's face, you'd be forgiven for thinking scrotox must be incredibly painful. There aren't many men who'd like the idea of having a needle injected into their testicles. No. Mr. Lee?
1: No, I'm not, I'm not one of them.
0: <laughs> one scrotox treatment costs roughly the same as Botox at between 400 to 650 pounds which we discussed was around 800 bucks but given a lot fewer people see your testicles than your face probably Will you say that <laughs> how do i know what i'm looking at right now <laughs> oh! sorry i should have shaved this morning <laughs> Shave what? <laughs> the procedure seems quite expensive There has, however, only been one study into using Botox on testicles, and that was to treat pain rather than for cosmetic reasons, but it could be that frozen testicles will soon be as common as frozen faces. There we go. Deck the balls with boughs
1: of holly. Put the patients on the trolley. Well, all good things must come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place. With the K2 meter and the dead battery and a fist full of accents, it's Heather, who scored a reasonable six. And I don't on, believe it. On any other week, would have come in at number one.
0: <laughs> Michelle's on seven,
1: but in a resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR cameras. myself, who managed to claw my way up to the dizzying heights of eight. Do not fear, listener, remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, more questions than answers with adrian lee or you can follow my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called not for your mother that we can't read out on air for fear of being fined or being removed if you go to soundcloud.com search for MQ. T A. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, to Tom Drainer, Nathan Bush, Michelle Corrie, and all at the International Paranormal Society, int, paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. And remember, if you wish to donate to the food shelf in Windham in Cottonwood County, that's a fabulous charity to donate to. They're feeding the poor. This Christmas, you can write your checks to the Prudence Lodge number 97 and send your checks to the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. P.O. Box 178 Wyndham, Minnesota. That's 56101. And remember, all of your donations will be matched by the Masonic Lodge. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested. Interesting. Good night.